Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, we're going to get started today with a little baseball, aren't we? Let's get going. So we are joined on the show today by Ron Darling, uh, TBS announcer. Jeff, why don't you give a little more of the intro here? Uh, Ron is on the MLB on TBS analyst he is doing the call of sunday's phillies cubs game on tbs at 1 30 ron how are you i'm doing great thank you for having me on i really appreciate it we appreciate you being on uh ron you're doing the game this summer uh sunday and the phils have made a bunch of moves over the past weeks to bolster their bench however they've stood pat with their pitching um except for the addition of avilon to the bullpen how do you see these moves impacting the phillies chances well, you know, it's always hard to uh, judge because it's always going through a very difficult time right now, and and uh, it's hard. Um, the, the people they did get, um, you know, I think are are good, uh, solid players that can help. Uh, Drupal Cabrera, of course, has helped uh, and is versatile, can play a few positions. Um, you see some of the other players they've gotten, whether it's uh, Jose Bautista, a guy off the bench, right-handed bat, uh, delivered last night. And Justin Bohr, another uh, power bat off the bench. So I think what a lot of teams are doing now, especially within division, is uh, trying to get those bats, which they know will match up well against the pitchers on other teams within division. And that should uh, that should really pay dividends in, in September. Um, so it's been going through a, a rough time, you know, defensively, and they've given up some games late and, and things like that. So you, you feel as though... Boy, why didn't they get more relievers, this or that? I, I thought their relief core had been very good almost all season long. Um, but the last two weeks uh, have not been good. So, uh, um, you know, until uh, the 31st, which is today, right? Yep. Um, you could, uh, you know, the best person acquired was acquired four minutes before the deadline. So you never know what's going to happen. Well, we're going to hope that the bullpen's able to, to hold up. But a uh, little excitement Sunday on the starting side. You're going to get to call the game with Aaron Nola and... John Lester, uh, as a pitcher, do you get a little more excited at the thought of a good old-fashioned pitching duel like that? Yeah, I, I'm like a, uh, a little boy. Um, you know, I'm old enough to remember when a uh, look in the paper and you saw who was pitching against each other that day, and it made you, made you incredibly excited. And to be able to watch uh, Lester coming off a so-so start against the Mets, Nola coming off another great start, um, one that he should have won that was lost by the bullpen, um, it's just uh, it's just brilliant to be able to watch uh, these two veterans. You know, at some point, Aaron Nola sure would love to have his uh, back of his baseball peak littered uh, with greatness like John Lester's is. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the world championships and and, and all of that. Uh, but uh, Aaron Nola is having uh, quite a season. You know, I'm lucky I get to watch the Mets a lot. And Jacob Degrom's had a good season. I know Max Scherzer and his. Uh, you know, one of the last two Cy Youngs. It just this is one of the best races I've ever seen between three pitchers. And I think if you live in each town, you probably have your own argument on why that guy should be the Cy Young Award. And uh, and uh, I think that's great for baseball. I'm going to take you into the way back machine for a second, Ron. Um, you pitched at Yale, and and had a, and, and there's a point to this, which it, which is the length that pitchers go these days. When you were yeah. at Yale. Uh, you had a no-hitter through 11 innings. That amazed uh, me to find out. <laughs> and, and, and pitched into the 12th. Uh, do you yeah. see pitchers 
doing that not pitching into the 12th but do you why do pitchers no longer go the the distance as much as they used to i believe you even completed 37 games in the majors yeah uh, people uh deemed it so that's why you know today's athletes are as big um or stronger than any of the guys of my uh, uh generation so certainly they could finish games um the people that run baseball have decided that um, it's very important financially to keep these uh, uh, pitchers uh, safe from arm injuries. Um, since I've been in the game 13 years as an announcer, they haven't been able to quite do that. Um, so these pitchers who are between 22 and 30, these are their prime years, are be, being used for the most part uh, two-thirds of the game. Uh, the most important part of the game, which is the last third of the game, is decided by others. Um, so... Uh, I, I would say that um, uh, baseball, if it wants to really, really reduce the, the time of game, it would go back to uh, uh, pitchers pitching uh, uh, deeper into games. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, we watch night in and night out a pitcher being taken out um, and, and saying to yourself, that team has no chance against this guy, and bringing in a reliever who um, gives the team, uh, the, uh, the offensive team, hope. So um, uh, to get back to Nola uh, real quick, um, you know, Nola is, uh, you don't get pitchers his age the complete package. And the complete package um, is a guy who not only can spin it and throw it, uh, which he can do. Then, you know, there's, as we've seen in baseball, there's a million guys who can do that. Very few can do it well. So he can throw it and he can spin it. But also, um, you know, he kind of has the heart of a lion out there. And I think the most important thing is for any young pitcher, for any pitcher at all, is that how they pitch with men and runners in scoring position. Uh, every pitcher is going to have runners in scoring position, every pitcher. And the real good ones, uh, you look at the end of the year, and their stats are great, and the real bad ones, their stats are bad. And the reason being is that uh, whether you want to use an old phrase like bull your neck or, or um, you, 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 know, you have a laser focus or whatever you want to use, I don't care what you want to use. Some pitchers do that better than others, and Noah's one of the best in the game. Uh, speaking of pitching duels, Ron, uh, who was the pitcher that you pitched against in that game <laughs> at Yale? Uh, it was Frank Loyola, who wasn't uh, uh, too bad. He won only a couple of Cy Youngs there in the American League. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, you know, it's funny about that. And in, in, at Yale, I started 28 times uh, for Yale, including that last game, where not only did I pitch in the 12th, I finished the 12th, um, but fin- uh, started 28 games, finished 28 games. And that last game only took seven, 176 pitches. So um, it, it, it seems remarkable now. It almost seems like abuse uh, now when you think about how uh, uh, baseball has gone. But it, it just shows, um, it doesn't show that I'm stronger or tougher. Than, it has nothing to do with that. It's a way of throwing. Um, when I pitched, um, I saved all my important uh, hard fastballs. You know, let's say I threw 95 or so. I say for those for very important times during the game. Pitchers today, it's two hours of fury. They're going out there and they're maxing out on every pitch uh, to get the hitters out. So it's just a, a, you know one of the reasons you're losing all of these complete games or guys going deeper into the game. Uh, the way of pitching has changed uh, 180 degrees from when I pitched. Let's uh, go from pitching to, to defense a little bit. The Phillies have had some defensive struggles that have driven fans nuts at times. Uh, Jeff and I have, have had lots of conversations about the players playing multiple positions. We check the lineup every day, and we're like, who's playing where? 
Um, is this something that is it going to become more prevalent? And do you prefer more of the specialized skill position or more of like the general utility player type can fit in anywhere? How do you think that fits into the teams? Yeah, I, I think there, there are probably five or six players in all of baseball that can play any position at any time and be above average fielder. I think um, teams now, though, are using anybody, any place, even if they're average or a below average a player, and that's why you're ending up uh, with so many mistakes. Um, I think that um, another thing that teams are trying to do is that you know the shift is always talked about as a way to um, to uh, uh, kind of plug up the holes where guys usually hit the ball. Don't forget that the, uh, uh, the they put the switch on. Um, and, they, and they put uh, it on for the hitters because it, it, uh, it really um, uh, does a good job of hiding bad fielders. Um, you know, whenever they put the shift on, it hides bad fielders because they have to cover less, less uh, a part of the field. And yeah, they don't have yeah, the range. Uh, yeah, they don't have the range anymore. So that's another thing that happens. So uh, this is a direct result of travel baseball where um, at times when I'm watching the game, it seems like travel baseball to me where um, everyone's playing and, and they're all t- multi-talented and incredibly strong and do things that guys in my day could not do. But because of the way they treat travel baseball and the way the players are compensated, and that's what I mean by guys who hit the ball far and guys who throw the ball hard, um, guys that are looking to become professional ball players know that if I throw it hard or I hit it hard, they really don't have to do anything else. Uh, they'll find a position for me, and uh, and that's that's the same. I think you know um, the all-around player, uh, like a Lindor. I'm just using him as an example. Is um, is going to be a dinosaur at some point, uh, and he'll stick out like a sore thumb because you'll have uh, so many players playing different positions. And not playing them well, and that just adds to you know a, a, a diminished experience in watching the game. I was going to say, is that good or bad for baseball? I know it's different, but is that going to continue to raise questions about the game? Well, it will in, in this sense, is that uh, you know part of the artistry of baseball is not only the, the pitching of it and the hitting of it, but anyone who loves the game loves to see the double t- uh, play turned uh, it's almost ballet-like. Loves to see the outfielders um, diving for baseballs and making catches and playing in the right positions. And um, the guys at third base anticipating a bunt and being right and making the play at first. All of those things are instinctual things. And instinctual things are uh, things that aren't being taught. You know, they're, they're definitely learning how to hit off a tee. They're definitely learning how to hit ball over the fence. And they're definitely learning how to hit the, uh, throw the ball through the glove at 95 plus miles an hour. Those are things that are definitely being taught. All the other things, uh, uh, not so much. Ron, last question. You 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 were in on the uh, 1983 team, um, and they kind of went from a, a worst to first situation and had to get over some hurdles to do that. As the the Phillies seem to be in the same position, and how do you, what do you recommend for how they get over the speed bumps? Yeah, it's it's hard. I, I think you know a lot of that has to do with uh, what kind of club you had. '83, we were a bad ball club. '84, we were very good, but we met into a 1984 Chicago Cubs team that was much better. Sutcliffe went 16 and one down the stretch. Um, uh, they had Leon Durham. They had uh, they just had too many good players, and uh, we ran into a buzzsaw. And 
And I think um, my my answer, I guess, to your question is that you can't do anything but stop looking at the scoreboard, concentrate on what you do, and try to do that better um, each and every night. And that starts with your starting pitcher. Um, you know, coming down the stretch here, if you can get uh, Arietta and one other pitcher to give you a Nola Arietta kind of games, then all of a sudden you might be in a place uh, where where games are really meaningful that last week. And I think, you know, if you'd asked Philly fans a year ago if they had been in this position, they certainly would have said yes. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, now that they're here, they want more. And I totally understand that. <laughs> and uh, We don't know what you're I, talking and, about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, I do, and I do know that the, the Phillies, the Braves, Red Sox, teams like that, um, they all have a chance to be great for years to come. Why? That's because they have young, everyday starting players, and those guys don't get hurt. They play every single day. Um, defense, I'm sure, will be um, emphasized for them during spring training. Maybe they'll start playing some more guys in position, and uh, although you know, Gabe and his staff, they have their own visions of, of, of how to do things like that. And and um, But uh, uh, the Phillies so far have just been – you know, if, there, if there's three, four, five top stories, you know, Oakland A's probably lead it, but uh, Philadelphia is definitely in the top five. Well, we hope you get to see some great pitching and some great baseball this weekend. Thanks so much for coming on and joining us. We'd love to have you back on in the future. Well, thank you. I'll be coming to Philly tomorrow. See you later, guys. Have a great one. See All right, Jeff, that yeah. was pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you had to enjoy that. Yeah, and he's going to be doing the game on Sunday, which, as he said, it's, it's going to be an old-fashioned pitching duel. I mean... It, to me, I, I know, I know, you know this about me. I love when there's a pitching duel. I was going to ask you if you're going. Time. Are you going to the game? I'm debating it. I, uh, I, fi I figured you. I night, figured you'd be like rearranging your schedule to go to that type of game. Like that's the kind of game you live for. I do. I mean, look. I, what do I like to see home runs every once in a while? Yes, but but I like old fashioned baseball, and I, I guess I'm the dinosaur Wait. when it comes to that. But but to me, when I love the game where I actually get up. When the t my team is on offense, which is why I you had to hold back to not jump through when he told you how um, his critique of the shift. <laughs> uh, well, does, I agree with him. He I mean, does not look. seem a fan of the shift. Um, as and it's funny, I hadn't thought about that. It really does hide how poorly some people play defense. Yeah, but it, but in, in, let's say let's just limit it to the Phillies for this discussion. Does that mean that the Phillies are poor defenders, or are they poor defenders because they're not playing the positions that they have grown up playing? Well, they're not playing the position. I, well, I, that's it. So you're <laughs> hiding them from something that you shouldn't have to hide them from because you should put them in the right position. Well, you're cleaning up the mess you created. <laughs> then don't create the mess, well, right? That's, that's been the ongoing debate that we've had, and we're going to yeah. continue to have that. But we're going to yeah. leave that there for a few minutes because <laughs> there's some important stuff to talk about. Like Sorry, the Eagles' fourth preseason game, Jeff. <laughs> We can't get these games back. <laughs> no, no. Were you tell me how it, it your night be. went last night? No, first, first. Okay, <laughs> but, so, so by the way, it's not that we don't get these games back. It's that we don't get these minutes that we turned on the games back. I don't know what you're so, talking so about. So my my evening was turning on the TV a couple minutes before seven o'clock to see Joe Callahan and Christian Hackenberg warming up at quarterback. That and, didn't do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't enough for me because. <laughs> Then 39-year-old 
McCown, Josh McCown, comes in the game for the Jets because the Jets had just announced that Sam Darnold's going to start the season opener, at which point I turned it off. Would you have kept it on if Darnold was starting? For like a minute, a drive. For a minute. Okay, so you <laughs> do not. So that wasn't your. Night. You do not approve of my evening. Um, uh, I, my my <laughs> wife and son were were still away, so mm-hmm. I was you know I was just looking for something to do. And was it Wheel of Fortune or something? On? There anything. could have been anything right. on, and instead, not only did I watch oh, the majority yeah. Yeah. of tell the us what Eagles happened during Jets the commercial preseason game, but then I flipped to the Browns Lions preseason game on NFL Network in between going to. UConn and UCF and Northwestern and Purdue for the college. You, you couldn't cap that off with like s- the Saskatchewan Rough Riders it, versus the Calgary Stampeders. Too? Couldn't find it. Was looking, <laughs> just wasn't there. Um, okay, let's let's do a little. Okay, so preseason's done, meaningless. Yeah. Okay, meaningless. where it's where totally meaningless and Donnell Pumphrey. We do have to get to one thing because uh, I I will remind you that when they drafted Donnell Pumphrey, I said we no, were on the air. No, no. And he got how many carries yesterday? Uh, one carry for three yards. And Actually, do you wait, know who no, the leading rusher was, was say. for so, the Eagles so, last night? Well, you can tell me. Christian Hackenberg, and, who today was How cut. many carries did he have? Six. There you go. <laughs> it was not. So is Pumphrey going to make the team this year? <laughs> no, I think he's going to. I'm no. going to try and sneak him through the practice squad. Is Smallwood going to make the team this year? I, I don't no. think so. Mm-mm. I think Adams makes the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. Matt th- Jones will not make it. I don't think Matt Jones needs yeah. to learn how to hold, hold on to the ball. Right. Um. You know he's got the running part down. That's the, Look, if it's you, the if running you, with it, the ball, that if you have fumbleitis, you never get over fumbleitis. Yeah. No. That that just you know who's going to make the roster and not the practice squad probably not, not Prince if you're Jordan Maialata, okay. the the lineman, the rugby player. Yes. He may start. Who, who, he has made unbelievable yeah. progress mm-hmm. for a guy who has never He's apparently played, been working with Jason Peters a lot. Yeah, never played yeah. a football game before in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you at all concerned with the Eagles wide receivers, Alshon Jeffrey will be activated but probably won't play the first two weeks. Alshon Jeffrey is hurt. He was hurt all last season. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. When, he, when they signed him. You said that when him. they yeah, signed right. him. You've had the same yeah. thing, but he I don't played, think Darius Prince is making the team. Though. But he played last season, right? I think Carter. Well. I think the wide receiver Carter is actually going to make the team. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he's had a good. I'm not worried about the receivers. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know it's amazing. We went through four preseason games, and pretty much you could have picked almost every player on the roster before they started. Yeah, we know nothing. The, there's the, nothing. The Eagles. The, there were no. There's going to be no surprises out of this bunch. I was just happy that there weren't the significant injuries that you try and avoid. I need somebody to explain to me why there are four preseason games uh, other than money. I it just they're because they don't pay them. You know, they don't get paid during preseason. Uh, well, you pay to go. I don't pay to go. Well, you don't you don't uh, I don't go to preseason games. You don't pay to go. No, uh, I did it once. I'd never do it again. Uh, any who's going to start? Who's going to be the starting quarterback next Thursday night? If if I were the Eagles, I would make it Foles. But who's going to be the starting quarterback? It's going to be Wentz. It seems yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought all along that that Wentz would not be ready to start the season, and he and he might not be. Uh, uh, th- he's coming back very quick <laughs> after this injury, yeah. and I, I I don't know I don't know why they're rushing this. It's a, it's a dangerous move because you do not want him to be the next RG three. All I know is I hope Jason Peters is there to protect him yeah. if they're putting him in the uh-huh. game. Uh, I, I do. Or they run a lot. We'll we'll go through. You know, we can do the picks for the season and whatever mm-hmm. and. But I, I, I think next Thursday night is going to be a tough game. 
Um, the offense hasn't gotten much practice together. The defense was obviously the highlight in the offseason, but you're going you to have you're going to have the banner raising. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the emotion, mm-hmm. and then you're going to have Atlanta come in really fired up to make a statement. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's going to be a tough task for the Eagles. If you're a Falcons season. fan, stay home. <laughs> just don't come. PSAs. I don't want to see Jeff, any. I don't want to see any from red. Jeff red. Cohen. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you did not join me in watching uh, the college football last night. No, but you don't get all excited about the start of college no, football I'm, season. I'm, well, I am. But well, if I'm Michigan was Saturday, on last night, then you would. Then I would have watched. Are you conflicted that you're not going to be able to watch Saturday? Oh, I'll find a way. Jeff that, and I. Are, that's what. That's what mobile. Jeff, Jeff and I are going out to Lakewood on yep. Saturday at the same time that Notre Dame plays Michigan. That's right. You're gonna be streaming it on your phone while we're doing interviews. Darn tootin'. <laughs> yep. Uh, There's a lot of good games. I mean, there, besides our local game, that t- is Temple versus Villanova, which that game will be will on be this, on six ten, and you know, Villanova. This is the, obviously the station of Villanova, and right. we were out at Temple last week talking to Coach Collins and some of the other players. Great for the city to have that type of matchup and. And yeah, the team's really on the rise. I, I, I hope a lot of people come to that game. That could be a jumping game. You know, it, it could start something. It could be a lot of fun. And, you know, we'll see what, what comes out of it and discuss it. But you have it. three good games. You do. I mean, you, you, you have Michigan-Notre Dame, which is 14 versus 12. You have Auburn versus Washington, which is 9 versus 6. And you have LSU versus Miami. I'm kind of surprised that LSU's ranked 25. Miami's 8. But those, those are three pretty good games on, on opening weekend. I enjoy the way college does opening weekend. I enjoy how they have, you know, of course you have the, the 77 to 7 game for like, yes. you know, beating up. Well, isn't, the, Penn, who's, isn't Penn State playing Appalachian State? Probably. Well, let me Years ago, a Michigan man. I was let's, at I was Let's at have that your game. word of war. Okay. Oh, I've got yeah. questions yeah. then. You were there. Worse, worse yet, I took my son to his first Michigan game. He, luckily, he stayed. That was Michigan his Penn. first Michigan game? Yes. And I can't tell you how many text messages and emails and calls I got about what I did to my child. How crushed was he when an unnamed, unranked, was, unanything team came in and beat you guys? He was either three or four. I, I don't remember how young he was, but, but he thought Appalachian State was like a powerhouse for a few years. And. He, to this day, just because they beat Michigan, yeah, <laughs> and to this day he, he resents the kicker at Michigan because he missed that field goal at the end. Uh, you, I need you to tell me what was the sound of silence like after that ended in that stadium? It was devastating, but ov- but oddly that is not the quietest I've ever heard it because I was at the game when Michigan played Miami and Michigan was up by 16 with six minutes left and blew it and blew it and it was Steve Walsh was the quarterback that year for Miami and it was it just went dead silent people just sat in their seats but the Appalachian game it was literally like watching the walking dead as you're walking out of the stadium people were just stunned are you a and that was a good team by the way and it doesn't have to be either or are you a college or pro guy college more than pro yeah um, I'm a college I mean I'm, I'm both I love the atmosphere of college well that's I, it. It, it college football is better t- to be at live. Yes. Pro football, I think, is better to watch on television. Well, it depends how many flags they're throwing. Oh, let's go back to pro football for a second. How are they going to call out hits? I don't they, know. They still don't know how they're going to call hits. And and I'm going to give Carry you... Carry a coin in your pocket. I'm going to give That's you one out. minute to comment before yeah. we go to break. The NFL on. is not going to have resolved their anthem policy by the time the no, first no, no, no. game starts. It, it, they're never going to resolve it. 
Is this and by the way, they're going to spend the entire season in, in a trial dealing with Colin Kaepernick. So. What was your thoughts on that? That for those that don't listen, a judge said that it can go forward and people will have to give testimony in Roger a trial. Roger Goodell is probably going to have to give a deposition. Jerry some Jones. Of, yep. Some, I mean, some of the biggest names yep. in the sport are mm-hmm. going to literally have to go on trial now because of Colin Kaepernick not being in the game. Good job, Roger. Mm-hmm. It just seems like this is the worst case scenario for the NFL. Yeah, but guess what? Every day, every day something happens, and then then that's the worst. They find case they scenario. find another right. new way to step uh-huh. in it. All right, why don't it we? It does make it harder to watch the NFL just listening to all this nonsense. Why don't we hit the break a little bit early because we got a bunch to come back with on our high hopes Philly Phillies minor league rundown. Jeff was out in Lehigh Valley. We've got interviews, celebrations. Stick with us. We'll come right back. Are you looking for a lifeline? Verizon New Jersey Shares Communication Lifeline is a statewide nonprofit that provides assistance to individuals and families living in New Jersey, those who are in need of temporary help in paying their communication and energy bills. Want to know how to apply? All you need to do is call Verizon New Jersey Shares at 1-888-337-3339 or visit on the web at www.newjerseyshares.org. It's quick and easy to sign up, but remember, you must be a Verizon residential landline customer to apply for eligible programs. That's Verizon New Jersey Shares, keeping the lines of communication open for you and your family. Taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports. With the biggest names on and off the field. It's the Heart of Sports each and every Friday at 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN. With former players, reporters, and commentators like Adam Schefter, John Runyon, Keith Jones, Trey Thomas, and Doug Glanville, Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's the Heart of Sports, Fridays at 4 p.m. Welcome back to our High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. Jeff, I wasn't able to join you last Saturday, but I'm a little jealous. Uh, You texted me from the locker room after the game. Had some soaked shoes. During the celebration after the Iron Pigs clinched the Eastern League title. Uh Uh-huh. Fun day out there for you. It was. It was a long day because we got there early, but we we got to interview Cole Irvin. We're going to talk to him and air that in a little bit. Um, It was just the whole day. It, this is what minor league baseball is yeah, all tell about. Tell me about the day because I was a little jealous. You were texting me. I, I wasn't able to be there. So they they had they had fireworks. They were wearing uh, the Eagles Philly special jerseys. So they looked like football jer- the Eagles football jerseys with the Philly special play on the sleeve, which they auctioned off after the game for charity. Uh, they had the Philly fanatic there. They had David Akers kicking out the first football. <laughs> instead of throwing out and then he was kicking footballs to the fans to keep during the game it was just it was a total madhouse you had a, you had a bidding error correct did i do what you had a bidding error what was my bidding you, error? didn't you end up winning a prize or something no that was at the museum of sports oh, that was at the museum of yeah. sports i'm confusing all the places that you go now jeff yeah um so well the museum of sports was a great event that was um, a good event but so then the game itself went down to the ninth inning tie score and uh, with two outs jp crawford who has been struggling down there um got the game-winning hit well i knew actually got to jp crawford right after the game Here we go. so what's it like to get that game-winning hit it's awesome i mean you know to the part of this i'm special you know i mean happy i was able to contribute to help this team you know clinch and i'm happy where i'm at and just keep building from there 
I enjoyed the the noise in the the locker room in the background. Well, there. that's because you're you're here. The the excitement <laughs> that you could hear. Uh, what was amazing to me is I didn't know you could celebrate that long. These guys were jumping up and down. I don't know where they found all the the stuff to pour on themselves for an hour and a half, but they kept <laughs> they kept pouring away and celebrating. And, and you know, if you remember at the beginning of the season, we went out and we talked to Gary Jones, their manager. And he kind of gave me a little guff because I asked about whether you have to, you know, balance winning versus development. And he said, "Went to summarize, winning is development. And you had to be there in the locker room to see that that really happened. Because we talked to some other players, some we didn't get to put on, you know, that we won't be able to put on air. But those players gave that sentiment and i think it's going to help the phillies in year for years to come well and you actually got to ask gary the follow-up of your early question about winning yes yeah how big how big is this we talked at the beginning of the year about the development of the players and how important winning is Mm -hmm. how important is something like this towards their development going forward i mean i think you guys can see what the major league club is doing right now right they're in the hunt they're they're, they're trying to do something they're winning so i think whenever they pull guys from this situation that have been on this winning side you know they can step right in and know what they need to do to help help the big league club win i mean that's what it's all about so i mean i mean you know i'd rather have players that, that have won and know how to win than players that you know good players but they've never been in a winning situation listen to that music bumping in the background jeff uh, so it's like me, dj lennox let, is let hanging me, there yeah let me cl- set the scene for you because that particular clip was not in that part of the locker room. No, that was in his office. That was in his office down the hall. Because <laughs> yeah. because what the, the coaches, boss the boss hog room. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm now at the point in my life where I relate to the coaches more than I do to the, the players. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm old. So so we're in his we're in his office, and by the way, he is soaked. Is every time he would like pick up his dra- like beverage r- to r- get ringing out, there, there's stuff dripping <laughs> off his his elbow. Um, but but it is um, it's amazing to see how proud he was of the players. But it, it's all what I found funny was the players are celebrating, and the coaches just go and grab a beverage and then go back to their <laughs> office. <laughs> they're, they're done. Yeah, exactly. Done it's a, let, the, let the kids go go have their fun. You also got to the closer for the Iron Pigs, Pedro Bieto. What's he? Thirty two yeah. for thirty four this season. Yeah, he's had a great season. As a closer won the International League Award. You got to him to ask him what what it was like uh, headed back out for that last inning. Top of the ninth. What you get? What was the discussion out there when everybody came out to the mound? Um, well, McGrew is probably their best hitter right now, the hottest hitter, uh, except for for Sedner. And um, I mean, don't, not to give into him, I went I went uh, three two slider on him with with um, with two guys on. I mean, if I walk on, then fine. I, I I go battle with the next guy. Um, he's a great hitter. Um, uh, no offense to the other guy, to the guys they have. They have a great team. Um, although they're not, they're, they're numbers are show, but they always have a great team. I said, who's your shows? We always have to battle against them. And um, if I walk them, I walk them. I, I go battle with the next guy. If I lose, I lose against. I, I lose with the next guy that comes behind them because he's he's their best hitter. Is that the position you want to be in? I, well, I want to be one, two, three. That's where I mean every reliever, every pitcher wants to be a one, two, three inning guy. I mean, 
it came down to it. Um, I got unlucky or lucky f- luck or, or good or good hitter on on, on the uh, on the first guy that got that bloop single on the first uh, throw a really good splitter and he he got it over the infield which they were looking for a bunt I guess we were playing for a bunt uh, trying to take away the bunt and uh, got it over the infield so I mean it's whatever uh, you know go battle against the next guy. I had a hard time listening to him talk <laughs> over the guys in the back in the locker room. It was it was a long fun night. It seemed like you had a good time, and and, it, and, and I, we got to thank the Pat McCarthy and the rest of the staff over at the Iron Pigs because they've given us the opportunity to talk to all of these players and and have share this experience with with our listeners to see what minor league baseball is like. Well, and earlier in the day, you started with an interview with Cole Irvin, and that was special for you, right? I thought he, I thought he was one of the more fun, intelligent, well-rounded people that we have had on this show during the course of our inaugural season, and, and, and I, I just think people are going to enjoy it. Well, we'll go to that interview now. Uh, we're here today with uh, Cole Irvin. Cole, thanks for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. So, Cole, you you guys are on the cusp of uh, making the playoffs. What's that like? It's fun. Um, even though we didn't win uh, or sweep Syracuse and didn't win the first game of the home opener, you know, hoping to clinch it last night. Um, you know, it's uh, it's still exciting. It's still a fun. The environment in the locker room after a loss is generally pretty kind of just like, all right, let's focus on what we need to do today. It's it's actually even more so you know today because it's upbeat it's exciting it's it's fun and everyone wants to win and winning's fun you're also wearing special jerseys tonight aren't you we are we are we're wearing uh, philly special jerseys uh in honor of the you know special play and and the super bowl now are you an eagles fan having grown up in california so long story short um i have liked the Eagles for a while. I've never had a football team. Um, so you could say I've, I've, pro- I've probably paid more attention to the Eagles than I have maybe some other teams. Um, I was a big Troy Polamalu fan, so I was a big kind of Steeler, Steeler guy and grew up, growing up next to Southern California. You know, it's, it's USC. It's USC. Yeah. So... I kind of paid attention to Pennsylvania sports, I guess you could say, because, I mean, when I got into high school, uh, I paid attention to Cole Hamels and Cliff Lee because I was becoming a pitcher, and that was the team I watched. So I guess, and my brother's a uh, Philadelphia Flyers fan. So I guess you could say we got some Philly roots when we don't have any whatsoever, you know, (laughs) family-wise. So, so yeah, I'm a fan. I was was rooting all, um, all season for them last year. I was actually at the Monday night football um when they were in seattle um and that was that was a lot of fun being at being at that game and i'm uh, my first professional football game was seattle seahawks so um i have a i have a bruce Irvin jersey but since it says Irvin on the back it kind of makes works. it works and yeah. it looks like my jersey <laughs> so but uh no i got a I got a Jay Ajayi jersey. I got a Carson Wentz jersey. I, got, I think I got more Eagle stuff now than and, I. And now you're going to have your Philly special jersey. I, I got the Philly special jersey. Yeah, you, got, so. you got your green Iron Pigs uh, practice shirt on, and it's even got the play on the side. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Right. It's I'm I'm ready to rock. Do, do the players like wearing these special jerseys? Well, tonight, you know, I think we got some Viking fans in there. We oh. got we got some we got some football fans. You know, who are the that, Viking fans? Tom Wendell, who's from Minnesota. 
So uh, is he refusing to wear it tonight? He's trying to. He's <laughs> trying to. But you know, it's, it's that's what's fun, and he makes fun of me for you know doing the kind of cover shoot for it, and uh, you know he he uh, he just makes jokes all the time with me. He goes, I, "Gosh, I can't believe I got to wear these things." You know, I look way better in purple. You know, just <laughs> you know, just him saying him saying his normal you know uh, sarcastic stuff. But you know, we we get excited to wear the special jerseys. You never know what minor league baseball is going to come up with and it's it's fun with the iron picks because they do really good uh, events now you mentioned that you were a fan of cole hamels and cliff lee yeah so you got drafted by the phillies mm-hmm. that was your third time you were drafted right yes when you got drafted by the phillies and you signed did you get a chance to meet either of them uh haven't had a chance to meet either of, uh, either of them but i did have the chance to work with uh, roy halliday and um that was just a special special thing um you know even though i only had uh two meetings with him in clearwater you know timing just kind of was that way um he really had an impact on how i i took on this season in particular um writing everything i do down and um just the diligence of my workouts and just knowing everything that my body has taken in so that way going into the next season i have enough to prepare um it's not that i was lacking in preparation before but having it written down you can really reflect on okay i felt good doing this that week Uh, let's try that this week and try to repeat what i did and um it's just the consistency of it and he 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 really allowed that to kind of really shape this season. One of the things that we've noticed about you is that that you seem mature beyond your years as far as having not just a single-minded path as to what you want to do. That you, Obviously, you're focused as a baseball player, but you made a decision when you were in high school not to go to the majors right away. What made you decide not to go to the majors right away? Um, I, I just think it's it came down to wanting to go to school. Um, you know, when I was getting recruited I had the opportunity to go to my dream school USC um, and uh, just things didn't things didn't work out and I ended up going to the University of Oregon and um, uh, enjoying the green and yellow up there and I, I got my I ended up getting drafted my junior season or junior yeah junior season um, after Tommy John and ended up turning it down because I was only a quarter away from from graduating so um, you know my degree really mattered and uh, my my agent advised me to um, go get um, the degree and over a lifetime it was worth quite a quite a bit amount of money and uh, though not life-changing it sets you up for success down the road and I think a lot of the things that I make my decisions on are based on setting me up or setting my future family up and um, you know I don't have a wife or kids or anything but um, it's all in preparation just to make sure that they're happy and stuff too and um, my family's happy and um, in the end of the day that I'm happy and so it's it's, it's kind of a grand scheme of things I, I make a lot of decisions that are sometimes unorthodox and uh you know i i I like kind of being that way because i it's fun for me to make decisions on what i don't know what's going to come and and some of those decisions include we see kind of having like different businesses that you seem interested in in addition to baseball not being focused just on one thing but being able to diversify yourself we've noticed that you even have uh, a website where where you sell fishing gear yeah how did that come about uh well i made custom fly rods uh for my dad and myself uh uh 
the first off season of Pro Bowl, um, and I made I made some in like a little bit in college because my uh, college chaplain um, Tony Overstake he he. Uh, was just I hung out him with him a lot and um, and he had a custom rod business and so I ended up uh, just wanting to make something for my dad for Christmas something he and I could go do because I, I remember fishing with him when I was a kid you know and we had a boat and stuff but we don't have a boat anymore and um, he's kind of got a little um, a little bit time sensitive and, and stuff of what you know work and stuff so it's really hard for him to get away but weekends are good so you know we I was like we tried getting into bow hunting and um, I don't have a bow but he does and so it kind of didn't balance but my brother has a bow so they were able to do those things. So I was like, you know, I want to think of something that he's talked about. And, and a fly rod was something. And uh, I had the privilege to learn how to fly fish in Oregon. And I loved it. And, and so I was like, hey, Tony, I want to make the rods my, on myself. And it just kind of started there. And then spring training, Charlie Manuel, uh, I mentioned that to him when I was in Reading last year. And he remembered it. Um, and... Uh, Kapler caught wind and then I had to make a rod for Tommy Hunter and um, I gave it to him and I told him this offseason I'm going to make him a better one because I was making it in the hotel room and that was really tough. <laughs> I'm not, let me tell you, when, yeah, you, you carry... have, when you don't have your tools and you're trying to make a rod on the road, yeah. that is one of the toughest things. So I told my dad, I said, hey, you, you and Dale, my brother, uh, are going to learn how to do this. So when I'm in season, I don't have to make a rod right now because this is way too hard right and so luckily i've only had uh, another order that i've had to deal with but um you know the off season i have a lot of people that are waiting for my off season to hit to finally like okay let's now that you're done and can focus on it and you know focus on the quality i think and i, and I make sure that that's in their ear too is like i want to make sure that i get you the best time that i have to give you all my attention into the rod and into the product that you're going to receive from me and um but yeah so it all started kind of it started shortly after spring training and that's how the business started and then it allows me to uh, write and stuff I like writing um, and so I get to write on my blogs and things that interest me um, like a uh, blog that's going to be released next week is going to be about uh, how how fans view athletes and how athletes view veterans and how veterans are fans as well and kind of how that circle works right you know how we view heroes fans and athletes view heroes as our veterans the people that go out and protect our country and um, put their life on the line for for people that they don't know and, and, and I've noticed that with regard to these rods that you're donating part of the money to the and that's what's important to me and mm -hmm. I, and I, I, I just wanted to make sure that I wrote about it and I want people to know that um, you know the veteran community matters to me um, and then during the month of November um, starting next year uh, all proceeds that I make in the month of November will go to the Movember Foundation which is for prostate male prostate and mental health um, among among other things so um, and I'm a big advocate for them so I, I like to be involved in a lot of different things um, I, I, I like being a part of the community I live in and the community 
sees that playing and um, so that's what the fishing side of things the business has really allowed me to do is is to establish myself as you know more than just an athlete but additionally um, to be able to say to to relate to small business owners that I might meet at a at a luncheon that we had to do with the iron pigs um, and I can kind of understand when we start talking about you know hey what do you do what do you and it's it's really nice to kind of have a common ground with someone do you enjoy the, the Phillies seem to to push community service they don't yeah. force it on you guys no, they but they encourage it yeah and, and and how have you noticed that as you've gone through the organization you've been at so many of the levels as you've progressed through have you noticed a consistency from when you started with uh, the crosscutters and made, made your way all the way up to Lehigh Valley I, I think the Phillies do a really good job I haven't been with any other organization obviously but um, they did they do a really good job of getting involved and in marketing their local teams and then additionally getting us athletes into the communities and to influence um, you know the people around us and you know the little kids that come to the baseball games and how we can interact with them and um, they do a really good job of just um, you know in Clearwater we did some fishing trips and then uh, Redding um, we did a couple hospital hours um, I think I've been in the hospital and, and pro ball more for community service than I have for myself so I think I'm, I like that ratio <laughs> um, but uh, but, you know, and then when I got here, um, you know, I got to hold a fishing trip and do stuff community-wise. Um, and, uh, you know, last year I was the overall winner in community service hours, um, and I got to donate all those funds to um, the Movember Foundation. That's and, great. And so this year um, I'm hoping to donate to uh, um, saying that I, that I win the award again because I, I, don't care, I don't care how many hours I have. Um, it's more or less I want to be able to give you know give something and right. um, you know if the Phillies are willing to help donate um, then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try doing a veteran fund this year and it's gonna um, it's just gonna go a long way and I know you know it may not be much in the grand scheme of things of what a, a, a organization like the Phillies can donate mm -hmm. um, but they donate to a lot of charities and um, a lot of community groups and it, it's um, I'm glad that I get to be a part of that you've moved through the system pretty quickly for a pitcher uh, having come from from college you went through Tommy John surgery before you got here what have you noticed or what have you worked on that's that's given you the success that you've had I mean you're close to potentially having the all-time wins in a season for Lehigh Valley uh, for me, it's uh, staying with my game plan um, that I come up with before a game. But additionally, you know, in terms of the fast rise, it's I'm a pitcher. I don't I don't stray away from what I what I know how to do. Um, and I think that's kind of I guess what you can point to as to my success is that I'm not going to be any different. Even if I go up to the big leagues, like there's not going to be a discrepancy of how I pitch here versus how I pitch there um, because I'm going to make I'm going to attack the hitter and the hitter. The, the hitter has to adjust to me and what I do. And so, um, and then once they make their adjustments, that's when I have them by the ropes and can do something else, you know? So there's always an adjustment period that I, that I would have to make, you know, in game when I notice that they're starting to catch on what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, I've even called out a few guys that I work out with in the off season. Um, 
and you know I, I, I might get on base somehow some way in the minor leagues and uh, you know my <laughs> The guy might be playing shortstop, and they're like, "Hey, why are you throwing me away? Why are you going soft, soft away? Like, what, what's going on? Throw me in." I was like, "Well, just to the game plan, you know, I'll throw that first pitch away, see what they're gonna do with it. If they're, if they dive out over the plate, guess where I'm going? Well, I'm coming in. <laughs> so, so I kind of egg on some things too when uh-huh. I'm when I'm hitting. So it's kind of fun. I enjoy I enjoy just playing. I'm having a lot of fun, and um, I think that's the the biggest thing is just having fun, being loose." but also knowing the person that I am as opposed to a guy that throws 97. Though I've hit 97, mm-hmm. it's hard for some people to imagine. I like to pitch where I'm at. My stuff plays better. Um, you know, I've thrown some bullpens and stuff with the big league ball this year, and um, my velos, my velo goes up when I'm using the big league ball. So if, if velos, if velos a problem for some people to kind of believe in what I can do at this level, um, which I know there are people out there that are like, ah, I don't know. Um, I know how to pitch. I know what my stuff is doing, and I know what it's doing with the big league ball versus the minor league ball. And um, I really just have a feel for what I can do, and um, I, en- I enjoy pitching, and that's the fun part. Now, most people that will hear this probably don't know there's a difference between big league ball and minor league yeah. ball. What is the difference? It's a smaller seam. The seams are, like, packed in tighter. Um, you guess you could say the, the ball is stretched to max capacity um, on a big league ball. Um, and, I mean, you can feel it as soon as you grab it. Um, the, whereas the minor league balls, the seams are raised, and you think you get more break and stuff. It's complete opposite. It creates more drag. And with the bigger seams, the more drag, the slower the ball rotates. So a guy can throw – I hate the whole spin rate thing, but a guy can throw a fastball at – you know, 2,300 rotations per second or whatever the rate is. I don't know what the spin rate is, but say it rotates it that much. Well, a guy could throw a big league ball at 2,500. It's rotating 200 more times. So, um... It's that's the real difference. A ball's gonna a ball's gonna move a lot more with with less drag, and so um, and that's kind of why you see velo spikes on guys that you know in the minor leagues have been throwing 97, 98, and then you get a guy like Yaxel Rios um, that can hit 100 with a big league ball if he if he really just tries to get behind right. it. Um, but I mean, a lot of these guys they can pitch at that, you know, and I, I'm I'm a starter, so I know I. I have to make sure that I'm hitting my spots and I'll get hit around if I'm not. Right. <laughs> so, um, and, and believe it or not, my stuff flattens out when I throw harder. So, you know, why would I want my stuff to be more flattened, to be more perceptive, or to be able to hit a lot easier as opposed to a ball that's moving off the plate or just missing a barrel, or I'd rather pitch to weak contact than pitch to... At, at what point did you figure that out? I've always been taught that. Yeah. Um, my pitching coaches in... in high school and um, college um, they've really just drilled home to be able to execute your pitches and um, yeah and just and just and pitch um, you know whenever whenever I would go throw a bullpen with uh, one particular pitching coach um, he goes you throwing today you pitch it and first I said oh I'm just throwing a bullpen today was, no you're pitching and that kind of really drilled home. And um, now every time someone, hey, when are you throwing? Oh, I'm pitching Sunday. 
right. you know, I don't say uh -huh. I'm thrown anymore. Um, and it's 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 out of habit. It just became a habit of mine just saying, oh, I pitched this day. I pitched that day. No one's going to really think about the difference. Right. But I make it a point that, no, I, I don't throw the ball. I pitch mm -hmm. the ball. And um, it just adds that little demeanor behind it, you know, and, and it adds that level of uh, trust behind everything that I like to throw. Before we let you go, I would be remiss to, to not talk about your new venture, which is uh, you've polled people about having a video blog or video game stream. Yeah. H how's that going? It's good. Um, we haven't been home enough to be able to stream much, but uh, I kind of wanted to start it before the offseason hit. Um, I'm going to start doing on my Instagram story, my, my, my personal account, uh, just doing food stuff um, because food and video games were like 2% or 1% off of each other. So um, on top of on top of the food, I'm going to just do stories about, hey, I'm eating this, like this has this, this, and this in it. I don't know how I'm going to do that. It's going to be a new <laughs> adventure for me. I just want to interact with more people. Right. I want I want to I want to talk to people. I want to be able to interact with everyone that um, follows me because um, you know it's it's fun. You know I, I like getting to know people and um, you know I want people to enjoy kind of what I what I do. So that's why I put that poll out on uh, on Twitter just to see just to see what if people were actually interested in seeing that stuff go up. And um, and so I started my my Twitch account, um, Swervin Gaming, and so um, where'd the name Swervin come from? So that came from college, my freshman year. I was always, um, I was always just like gone for like seven or, I was like always gone for like seven or eight hours. Just mm -hmm. you know, start of the year, school hadn't started yet, right? Because um, we didn't start school till the end of September on the quarter system and you know we would just I would just be gone because it was the first time I was away from home and and then eventually you know guys started catching on that I just left without saying anything so I got home one day and uh, my teammate my roommate he goes Irv where you where have you been I was like oh is that I was at a lady friend's and I that's I didn't want anyone to know where I was so right. I just worded it in a way that I th thought was okay uh -huh. but who says lady friend right <laughs> so so his remark was wow that's such a swerving move and <laughs> swerve swerving swerving Irvin just caught on and it's been my nickname ever since and um, man it's it's almost like my first name now um, I, I <laughs> I'm not gonna change it but, <laughs> but I don't know uh, if your parents would be too happy yeah, but yeah. oh my goodness it's been um, it's been exciting to kind of have that nickname and it's it's been nice because at spring training, um, the Phillies, you know, Instagram or Snapchat account used Swerve and Urban, so that was fun, and um, it's just been it's been awesome. And I give credit to uh, I got to give credit here to you know, see, Jared Priestley, uh, Nick Waldsmith, Nick Catalano, Josh Graham. Yeah, those those are the four guys that came up with that nickname, and uh, it's it's stuck. And it's like whenever they would leave the bar early, they'd be swerving. <laughs> so, so are you yeah. are you looking forward to when you get to the show that the players weekend you're gonna have swerve oh on the man back it, of that that, they, so they have us fill it out at spring training really um, yeah they have us uh -huh. fill it out that early just uh -huh. in, just in case you right. know um, and so yeah I put down swerving and yeah. Um, you know and that's it was fun it's just cool I, I'm excited and um, just to continue that and people know me as as swerve or swerve swerve in and um, that's a lot of fun. 
on. So who are the who are the big best gamers in the locker room now? Well, let's see. Fortnite, I think Cousins and Rickles are definitely up there. Um, we're talking, if we're talking Madden, Rickles is pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, FIFA, Suarez. Suarez is, is pretty decent at it. Um, NHL, I'm, I'm the king of NHL. Um, people have challenged me. Um, I do have a couple losses when I'm playing, you know, inside the locker right. or online. Um, undefeated. Undefeated. Against, undefeated against any of my teammates that have ever challenged me online. Wow. I mean, we got a guy over here that's nodding his head. <laughs> 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 because you're only online, you're only going one direction. Right. Whereas, like, when you're playing with someone in the same room, you're mm -hmm. going both ways. So it kind of creates a little bit more of a difficulty. Mm -hmm. And so had a lot of. I've been having a lot of fun i've actually um, been talking to a lot of the uh nhl 19 creators of the game oh really um that have their input and say and they they stream it live on their on their accounts and stuff and they're actual like on nhl gaming teams and they told me like hey you can try out you know when nhl comes out the new game comes out you can try a couple games so um be ready for that. I'm going to be right. playing with well, actual well, pros. Don't hurt your thumbs or anything. Well, it'll be, it'll be it'll be the off season because okay. I mean uh, the game doesn't launch until September 14th. Okay. So, yeah, that's how in depth I know about. Free plug. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Free plug. There it is. And uh, Red Dead Redemption, I'm excited for too. But yeah, I'm excited to stream some games, get to know more fans and people. And I've played with a couple that have come on my Twitch. So if, if did you get to play on the big board when they had Fortnite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I What's did. that like? That was fun playing with a uh, what was his name? I forget what his name was, but um, that was fun. That was yeah. playing with the pro guy. You know, he saved my butt a couple times, and <laughs> that's all you can ask for when you're playing that game. Is you gotta have teammates that are pretty good to uh -huh. save you and, and to win. So, um, but yeah, I had a had a had a blast doing the Fortnite thing, and um, again, I'm excited to get to know the Philly fans and um, you know any fans that head my direction. Well, uh, we'll be all watching for you. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you very much. And good luck tonight. Yeah, appreciate thank it. You. Jeff, Jeff, look at you with the don't hurt your thumbs. <laughs> I'm just looking out for the guys. What can I tell you? We only have a minute left. Uh, that was fascinating. I did not know there's different baseballs between major and minor league baseball. We're going to have to talk about that more. Yeah. I didn't know that they picked their jerseys in spring training. That's pretty cool. So much that I didn't learn. Uh, you definitely enjoyed yourself. I'm going to give you about 20 seconds before we close, and we're heading to Lakewood this weekend. It's going to be fun. This will be the, the last set of interviews that we're going to be doing, and we're going back to the place that it all started. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to the seven guys that we started the season with. And Cole Irvin did not disappoint. He, you, you got No, I'm, I'm really impressed by him, but I'm, I've been impressed by a lot of the Phillies players. Yeah, they, they really do have some impressive, impressive people in the system. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night. Hold on, Jess, got something else? Go Blue. Go. Oh, God, you broke me for that. <laughs> Join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.